Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Good afternoon, evening, or morning, fellow listeners, and uh, welcome to episode 59 of the Two Star Podcast. I am joined by my friend, colleague, and lover, Graham. Shaba. And my colleague, Adam. Uh. Yay. Um, so, we... Um, we have one mass carrying over from last week, according to the agenda that I have in front of me. Um, and it is me. I shall be presenting a list of the criteria for allowing people to go topless in public. And you'll be pleased to know that I have wrestled with this for literally minutes. And my considered position on the matter is you can't. It's just silly. Why would you want to? So you're, you're, you, you've now gone back on your original decision that there were criteria under which you would permit people to be topless in public and have now decided that people should just not be allowed to be topless in public regardless of their situation. Yes. So you don't uh, subscribe to the sun's out, guns out um, ruling? You, you can have your guns. I've got no problem with sle- sleeveless tops. I see. So. so how about bikini tops? Yeah. I feel they're okay in the pool. How do you feel about people going bottomless in public? What about nipple tassels? What about suns out, plums out? Uh, what? I mean, that's not a thing. Tell me that. Yeah, it is. That's why you get um, bollockless. Um... Bollockless? <laughs> not bollockless, but what's the bit that covers up your bollocks? <laughs> your underpants? Yeah, underpantless trousers. Do you own a pair of underpants? Your trousers have built-in underpants? What's the um, crotchless trousers? That's the nor- <laughs> that's the thing. What are they called? Um, cowboys wear them. Arseless caps. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure that's actually against the law. They're perfect with this kind of weather. Well, not this kind of weather, obviously, <laughs> but uh, the weather that we were having two weeks ago when you um, when you thought about this. Uh, but it saves you your scrotum from sticking to your leg. No, it doesn't. There's no material around there. Your yeah, there's, there's material on the legs. There's just no material on the crotch. Well, no, I, I thought they yeah. kind of cut out the inner thigh bit as well. Yeah, so your balls won't get stuck because they won't get as hot and sweaty. Still they can sort of wet. swing. Yeah, but you haven't got trousers compressing them into a thigh. And they won't. You know, you won't have to worry about potential sterility because you know they'll yeah, be yeah. free flowing. Um, but, okay, well, maybe maybe I'm okay with arseless chaps, provided you can present a, a doctor's certificate explaining that you might have sterility or testicles. It's nothing to do with the doctor's doctor's certificate. It's just it's just common sense, isn't it? You get a lovely breeze on your clackers. But again, if you find me one man who would not enjoy wearing uh, crotchless chaps in hot weather, and I will show you a liar, sir. But. I don't want the rest of the public to see my pasty white thighs. That's their problem. It's not yours. So you're not you're not concerned about them seeing your cock and balls. <laughs> it's just your thighs. They're not pasty white. Well, <laughs> they've, got a, they've got a fine tan. <laughs> well, let's be honest. No one's going to be scared by my cock and balls. Um, so we've established that you don't mind that bikinis are okay. Well, um, you don't want people with their balls out. But what about uh, like um, you know nipple tassels or pasties or other nipple coverings that are not quite a full bikini? I don't really understand why they're called pasties. No, neither do I. I. They, they, they don't look like a pasty, do they? 
I always thought they were called patsies for some reason, like some idiot had been inspired to stick them on, on nipples in some way to get set up for a crime, but obviously that's quite stupid. I'm- it makes more sense than pasty. But. Yes. So what, what we need to establish here is where you draw the line. At what point do you consider it too nude for public? I think I think pasties aren't a top. You can't wear a pair of tops. That's just silly. I think um, the rule shouldn't be on the amount of clothing, but it should be on uh, sculpted physique rating. This is what I got shit for last week. You got shit because of your total inconsistency. Yeah. Because you said you didn't want to see really hot topless men. Yeah, but it was okay for hot topless women, and then yeah. you just fell apart. And that's why we wanted you to come back with a consistent set of criteria, which you have spectacularly failed to do. All you've said is bikinis, but if a man was walking around in bikinis, you'd flip out. I wouldn't. This a- you bloody would, you liar. So if if a if a man was walking around with a bikini top on, you would consider that to be completely acceptable. David Beckham got away with wearing a skirt that one time. I didn't flip out then. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, okay, case proved. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't really argue with that. Let's move yeah, on. fine. So everyone's allowed to, as long as your nipples are covered, Dan isn't bothered. Yes, no, we'll go with that. That's a good rule. What about um, if they've got really, really hairy armpits? I'm fine with hairy armpits. Okay, what, what if they've got a hairy back? I would be quite hypocritical to complain about that, so I won't. Okay, what if they've got... Um, a completely clean-shaven all over, because that's a bit disconcerting, isn't it? Yeah, that is creepy. It's creepy, yeah. but it's fine. As long as you can't see their nipples. Yeah. What if it's a, suddenly a brisk wind gets up and they get a bit of a nip on and you can see a pokey? Yeah, but that'd be fine, because you can see a What if they're che- they're, they've got really, really dense chest hair, so you can't see their nipples, but they are nonetheless oh, yeah. uncovered? That's true. Does that ever actually happen? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's normally like a hole in the hair where the nipple goes. Not if there's enough of it. Comb over. What, yeah, exactly. What if they've got long hair and it's long enough to cover their nipples, like a hair bra? No, no, no. They're still going to have to cover up. So just the knowledge that there's a nipple in air, that, that's what upsets you. Well, I, th- I think the problem is that it, the wind might get up or they might get sweaty or something and then all the covering would evaporate and that would just be rubbish. What if they had chest surgery and the scarring meant that the nipple had to be removed? Um, okay, no, I'll make an exception for that. They're um, they clearly suffered enough. Well, that's um, that's just positive discrimination and tokenism, mate. No, it's not. It is. You're saying, oh, well, they're disabled. They're allowed to have their what, where their nipples used to be out. No, it's reasonable accommodation. Hmm. Well, I don't think we've really learned anything here. Um, well, except that Dan is DDA compliant. Well, that's true. Um, so I think we should very quickly move on um, to not talking about Dan's okay. fear of nipples. So, Adam, um, I'm sure that you know uh, all of us are deep Brexit-loving citizens who uh, wait can wait no longer to throw off the oppressive yoke of the uh, European Union and the uh, various EU Nazis that exist therein. And obviously the best way to um, express our freedom and stick one up joining Europe is to change the colour of our passports. Yeah. I'd like to explain how this will work. Well, it won't, will it? Because I I I don't know if you remember the outcry when the filthy EU bureaucrats forced us to get rid of our proud British passports and replace them with a sort of burgundy thing with gold writing on. Mm. Um, But, I mean, it was very much the end of our way of life. 
Yes. Um, and so now that we are completely free of Europe, having thrown off the chains of oppression and separated ourselves entirely and definitely are not still in a horrible quagmire of uncertainty, um, the most pressing concern that we have is returning to uh, passports that are, like, blue. Excellent. And I, I assume that because this is the most pressing concern of the age, that um, we should spend vast amounts of public money doing so? Well, yeah, and I'm also slightly confused as to how it's going to work because we haven't actually left the EU yet, so we can't just issue our own passports. So you know how on lots of places there's that EU fact-check bullshit stuff where... um. You know, a lot of the things that people report to say the EU did it, it's lies. Yes. Did the EU actually make us get Burgundy passports, or was it just us going, fuck it, Burgundy's nice, why not? Um, I believe it was a requirement that you had compliant passports that were consistent across the European Union, if you remember. Fair enough. So I think it was just a case of when your passport expired, you had to get a new one, What where was a EU one. And if you wanted, you could get a case a cover for the passport that you know, made it look like the old ones, but it was still just, that was the design of the passports. Um, I mean, we we did, I think the colour was consistent, because I think it's different colours in different countries. I don't actually know, what's a French passport look like? Let's Google it. Uh, French passport. You're going to be on the list, mate. Uh, Images. So, basically, yeah, it's that burgundy colour with gold, but it's got some French on the front of it, and like a French logo. Uh, And they've misspelled passport, they've got an E in the middle of it. Disgusting. Um, uh, so yeah, so and it looks like there were some green ones that might have been the old one. I don't know, whatever. So yeah, basically everyone's passports in Europe look pretty much the same, um, and that's an outrage. So now we should definitely somehow have a blue passport that will make everything better. I think they should do what banks who've got really bad customer service and um, rates do, which is to let you upload a photo to have on your credit card of whatever you want. They should just do that with the passports. Yeah. No. Yes, but you know that the moment someone does that, there's going to be a um, a Luke Skywalker one, an ISIS one, and a porno one. Well, no, because they're really strict about it. I looked at doing because um, Barclays keep occasionally saying, uh, you should definitely give us, uh, you should send us a photo and we'll put it on your debit card for you. Mm. And it's like, oh, do I really want to? Because that means getting a new debit card and it would be annoying. But then I think, oh, well, it might be quite cool. And then you look at the like the criteria and it's basically, uh, if we don't like the look of the picture that you've uploaded, then fuck off. What an awful job that is to go and have to have to yeah. look at everybody's picture. Yeah. Imagine all the bum holes and cocks that you're going to see. That's just from you. Yeah. Um, I keep sending the pictures. I keep rejecting them. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and NatWest um, are too broke to attempt to do any of that stuff, so they um, just take my money and that's fine. Yeah. Why don't so, they just say, instead of arguing about the colour, why don't they just say, let's get rid of passports and just have a fucking app or something? It's yeah. 2016, for God's sake. Yeah, this is very true. I mean, I you know, I can pay for my coffee with my phone. Why can't I leave the country with it? Yeah, you can. You can put your boarding pass onto your phone. Just put yeah. your passport on there as well. Yeah, I have to. Job admit, done. You would then be spectacularly fucked if you lost your phone. Oh, who gives a fuck? I'd be more fucked if I lost my phone at the moment anyway than if I lost yeah. my passport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I wouldn't have two passports sitting on my desk. Why have you got two passports? Because I've still got my old one. Yeah, right. Is it? Did they cut the corner off? Yes. Fuckers. I know, but um, I reckon if I held it so that it was like hold it, held it at that corner, I could make it look like the corner hadn't been cut off and still get away with it. I think it's more the machine-readable code zone. Oh, they wouldn't notice that. It'd be fine. 
You could just um, stick some paper on it and draw draw some numbers. Yeah. Um, the problem is, I mean, this is part of the problem with the EU passports. It's impossible to get like paper that's that, that burgundy colour, so you can't fake it. Yeah, okay, that's clever. I bet matches. if you took it in B and Q, uh, they could because they can mix oh, yeah, up any. Of course, they could do the color matching, can't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah I hadn't thought of that. Or maybe um, if the hex code for that color goes into the machine, then it sets off a silent alert. Oh, it could be like the thing they have that stops you photocopying money. Yes, that exists. What thing? Uh, photocopiers and printers have a uh, detection mechanism in it that prevents it from copying money. Really? Yep. Try and photocopy a tenner in the photocopier. Was it? Was it? Does it work? Uh, what error does it give you? I, don't, I presume it comes up with a thing yeah. saying, stop trying to f- uh, defraud the government, you bastard. Um, Spits out a... Um... But it's a, it's a common thing. There's like a microdot pattern on the um, on the notes that... I bet just... that is 100% bullshit. Uh, no, and I just try, try rely it. on people not trying it. I have tried it. I've tried, well, I tried the £20 note. Can't photocopy it. Ooh, get you, fancy pants. Mm. £20 note, God. Well, I would have used a 50 but it was all pulled well, up with a load of others with an elastic band and I didn't want to have to... Well, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's passports. Uh, I, fuck it. Like, I really don't care what colour my passport is. I use it a couple of times a year at most, and I just give it to a man who looks at me with disgust and swipes it through a machine. Yeah. Uh, All part of the service. Absolutely. Um, obviously, we will be needing the passport a lot more now because we're going to be fucked off out of Europe. So Every time we go to Scotland for a start. Yeah. Um, right. Stop you at the border. <laughs> Um, so, in happier news, uh, the best job in the world will be opening up shortly, in that the Boston Police Department are about to add to their fleet a um, a $90,000 ice cream truck. And it's not a joke, it's not like some casual surveillance vehicle or some random... Is this another one of the police PR stories that you are just helping them spread their nonsense, like this... Like- Pokemon Go one from last week. genuinely bought it. There is a police... So, the police have wasted $90,000 of taxpayer money and you're helping them celebrate this fact? Yes. To what end have they bought an ice cream van? They literally want to drive around the hood giving ice cream to ruffians. Right, but to what end? That's not the end of the story, surely. Make them like the police. No, they've put drugs in the... uh, They've put mind control drugs in the uh, ice cream. In that case, fair play to them and respect. They're going to chemically castrate all of the gangbangers. Well, fine. Which police done this? Boston. Boston. What do I know about Boston? Irish. Oh, well. um, I know literally nothing about Boston. Do they have a big shiny ball? I'm sure they've got lots of shiny balls, but I'm not quite sure. Or is that Chicago? Where's the big shiny ball? Which big shiny ball? It's the big shiny ball off of the film with the train and the quantum leap. What? Yeah, the, literally the first thing I searched for, big shiny ball, I found exactly what I'm looking for. It's called the Cloud Gate, and it is in... Oh, no, that thing. Bristol's big shiny ball. It's not Bristol's one. It's the big big shiny ball. It's Chicago, Millennium Park shiny ball. Yeah, Chicago, it's Chicago Illinois. Okay, well, that's irrelevant then. Yes. But no. But I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah. It's a cool shiny ball. Um, I'll give you that. It's good, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, so imagine being a police officer and being paid to basically just drive around an ice cream truck and give away free ice cream. That sounds shit. I, I joined the police so I could shoot people. 
Um, From an ice cream van. Possibly brutally beat them. Like they'd never be expecting it, and they'd be full of ice cream, so they'd find it harder to run away. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Seems highly suspicious to me. So, um, in other highly suspicious news, uh, idiots are up to something again. Uh, are they always? Yes, and in this case, it's an attempt to shut down Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I thought that the, the, the last time idiots had tried to shut down Rotten Tomatoes, it was for having this remedy for the female Ghostbusters reboot to be quite good. Oh, they just wanted to shut down every fucking thing on the internet, didn't they? Well, I think it's just every fucking thing on Rotten Tomatoes. But mm. now apparently there is, is new news of fuckwittery. Yeah, they do know how Rotten Tomatoes works, don't they? They do know that I'm not Rotten Tomatoes don't generate the reviews. Well, that's what they want you to think. I, suspect, oh, I, see, I think yeah. the mainstream media or someone generates all the reviews. It's it's the feminists, let's be honest. Uh, uh, that they're probably upset about this too, which of course this the the this that, that we are talking about is that their suicide squad, which has to put it bluntly, been getting fucking terrible reviews pretty much across uh, the board. Thirty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. Yeah. That's uh, that's what we got a three um, review, which is not great. Really dreadful, isn't it? It yeah. So I mean, as much as people may have hoped that it wouldn't be a fucking disaster, um, and you know, technically it hasn't been released yet. So this is only like people who've critics who've seen preview screenings. Um, so there's not like a popular opinion yet. So it could just be mm. that it's one of those films that critics hate, but everyone actually quite enjoys. Uh, however, based on the record that DC have so far, it's not looking great. No. Yeah, no, you'd, you'd have to say that after Batman vs Superman uh, having terrible reviews and then being generally not as bad as people thought, but not a good film. Yeah, apparently... It's a shame because Suicide Squad looked like it probably could have been a... Well, apparently it's, like, become... It it just feels like it's been really tamed down from what they wanted to... What they kind of gave the impression of in the first early trailers. Mm. Um, It was both... But, yeah, it seems a bit kind of... Um, But I don't know. The the Wonder Woman film looks all right. Well, yeah, but it's like that's from, like, one teaser trailer. Yeah, but they all look all right from the trailers, don't they? Yeah, the, 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 the early teaser trailers for the DC movies all look good, and then you watch the movie and you go, what the fuck was that? Yeah. I've been avoiding Suicide Squad trailers because Batman vs Superman, the trailer was considerably better than the film, um, but it gave away all the good bits. So I've been avoiding Suicide Squad for a bit, mm. uh, and now I think maybe I'll just watch the trailers and, uh, and call it a day. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good plan. I have to admit, I've never got excited about a DC film. I really quite like the Marvel ones. Um, but I don't... Batman is a great character, but I don't find like Superman all that particularly compelling. Well, like Superman's a very boring hero because he's great at everything. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's always been Superman's problem, is that the only way you kind of have Superman being threatened is you invent somebody who's as strong or stronger than him, i.e. other Kryptonians or Doomsday, or you use Kryptonite, or you go, oh, he's weak to X, Y, Z. For any Jeopardy, he has to lose his powers, and then it's because watching a Superman film. Otherwise, he just solves every problem with his super strength, super speed, X-ray vision, you know, freezing breath, whatever power of the week he happens to have, and that's why he's not particularly exciting here. And he's also, you know, he's always, you know, good. He's got no kind of moral dilemmas. He doesn't really have to worry about much. It's just a bit kind of bland. 
Yeah. So what are the idiots upset about then? The, oh, the Suicide Squad is not very good, yeah. even though they haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Well, so of course, they if they'd seen it, then they'd know whether it's any good or not, and they wouldn't. They'd have less of a reason to get upset. Uh, but because they haven't seen it yet, and they know it's going to be great, they're upset that it's got bad reviews. Mm. So which idiots in particular are these? Just people redditors? Who, uh, but yeah, probably. But people who like are DC fans and wanted Suicide Squad to be good. Just Jebens. Basically, yes. Mm. Um, yeah. the bloody social justice warriors come and spoil all their fun with their honest reviews and impartial takes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so it is... I mean, as I said, I can't say that I'm not disappointed that it seems to be bad because I quite like I quite wanted it to be mm. good. Yeah. I, I'd like DC to have some decent films. Um but I think this kind of idea and it, it's been slowly sort of spreading more and more out of where it kind of grew from which was mostly gaming mm. where you know if you didn't give a game 10 out of 10 uh then you were somehow had been paid off by nebulous people who were trying to, you know, pervert the uh, the truth, justice, and the American way of giving the game that you really want to be good but haven't played yet a 10 out of 10. And it now seems to be kind of pushing out into now everything that you think is going to be good has to get a, has to be perfectly received by everybody. And conversely, everything you don't like has to be absolutely hated by everybody. Otherwise some grave injustice has been committed against you and you must have your vengeance. Yeah. Imagine thinking like that. It must be exhausting. Mm. Just going through life that angry about literally everything. On the subject of people getting angry about utterly stupid things, um, I don't know if you saw the news that um, Apple are uh, replacing the gun emoji in iOS with a water pistol emoji. Oh, yes. Um, I- I hadn't, and Which, I find myself struggling to care, despite the fact that Arsenal's apparently getting work up. Well, this is the thing. Like, I, I couldn't give two shits, partly because I don't own any Apple devices, and partly because even if I did, who really cares? And it turns out the answer is uh, Second Amendment obsessives in America, who are incredibly angry that Apple are apparently in violation of the Constitution because mm. they are abridging their right to bear arms... Their inalienable right to have a gun boner at all times. Yeah, their their inalienable right to post little pictures of guns in text message chats with other people. Yeah. Um, So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a petition to have Apple, uh, like, summarily executed by the government. Actually, no, not by the government, because they don't trust the government. By a poorly regulated band of lunatics Mm. uh, with guns. Um, And, uh, you know... Take back America. I'm sure Trump will have Apple shot. Um, yes, when he becomes well, president, he, he was going on about he wanted to nuke people earlier today. So um, yeah, he was uh, saying that if we've got nuclear missiles, why don't we just fire them at everybody all the time? I mean, it's a valid and, point. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, what's the point of having them otherwise? Exactly. Um, I did, did a lot of people uh, saying that the point of a nuclear deterrent is you never use it, and you think, well, no, that's not the point. Surely the point is. You most of the time you don't use it, but you might. Yeah, if you're bored. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did quite enjoy him getting very upset and throwing a baby out of one of his rallies. <laughs> yeah, it's, to be fair, um, I own a baby, and quite often I've wished I had the power to have it removed by security personnel. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I sympathise with him on that one. 
And that's why he gets my endorsement. Well, I'm sure that will give him a big bump in the polls. Yes. Excellent. Um, So the only other thing that I have uh, seen of notes this week um, is the inevitable Pokemon Go backlash, which may or may not exist. How good has that started now? Well, because... Well, I don't know. There are lots of people who have written articles about how it has... But it could simply be that there is a Pokemon Go article quota to meet, and oh, therefore they're having to write about it. Like the story that was on the BBC News website a couple of days ago about how Pokemon Go players had been like um, robbed at gunpoint. And you read through the article, and it was just some guys in the park who got robbed at gunpoint. They just happened to be playing Pokemon Go at the time. It wasn't, mm. you know, people use Pokemon Go to lure people into a trap. It was just, no, these people were out walking. They happened to be playing Pokemon Go, and then some people robbed them. Yeah. And there's, uh, I imagine the robbers were playing Pokemon Go, and that's what made them rob them. Probably. So the, the theory now, based on the articles that people have written, is that the most recent updates to Pokemon Go, uh, which has uh, resulted in them basically demanding that all of the third-party Pokemon tracking services shut down, has enraged people because they were basically using the third-party tracking services to find where all the Pokemon were and go and get them yeah, rather than having to do it themselves because who can be bothered? Hacking. Of course people have been hacking Pokemon. Well, it's, not, it's not hacking it. It's just you find a Pokemon and then you like go onto the site and you say, I found a Pokemon here. And then other people could look at the site and go, oh, there's a Pokemon there. And then they can go there and get the Pokemon rather Is- than having to just wander around aimlessly going, oh, look, there's a Pokemon. I thought the whole point of Pokemon Go was that there was like, you could see that there was a Pokemon over there somewhere and you'd um you'd... oh yeah you know there's one over there somewhere but what if they're a bit further over there and you don't know about it there's yeah there's there's a, um a mapping service where you can put on like a city center and it says what has been seen in that city center recently and you can then get in the car and drive there okay is the theory so apparently um they've, they've had like 100 million downloads of pokemon go now so uh as i said i don't know whether there's actually a backlash but there is now a media narrative about a backlash which may so itself cause a backlash from people who are upset about being accused of the backlash against Pokemon Go. God. So it's uh, the age of the contrarian think piece. Yes. yes. Um, it's now mandatory. It varies, obviously, depending on the, the speed of the event, but anywhere from like a month to six months after the advent of the thing that's popular... Um, mm. it, it, it's required to kick in, uh, I believe, by law. Um, another thing we won't have to worry about once we leave the European Union, because that that particular directive will just strike it from the uh, statute books. I have enjoyed um, Nintendo's share price rocketing at the news that Pokemon Go is making eleven billion dollars a day, or whatever it was. Um, and then Nintendo coming out and saying, "Yeah, we just let them use." the Pokemon pictures and names, we don't actually see any of that money, and then their share price crashed. That was pretty funny, yes. Yeah. It was kind of their own fault. Well, yeah, I don't know if it... Well, I think, yeah, they had to say, well, let's not get carried away here, because you're buying lots of our shares, but actually you're not going to see all these massive profits, and then everyone's saying, oh, shit. They get some money from it, because they own 40%, I think, of the Pokemon company. 
Um, but yeah, like, and, and but, but the thing well, is, they, but it's, it's not the Pokemon company don't don't get the, the money. Well, it's no, Niantic they, they who made get the game. Money from the licensing, which, they get the licensing, but that's not affected by how much daily turnover the game makes. No, um, although I don't know if there's some revenue sharing thing in place. Well, yeah, I don't know. You know, as far as I'm aware, the Pokemon company contracted Niantic to make the game, rather than Niantic saying, "Can we just have the license and we'll do it." But either way, they're not um, suddenly going to see no, and they'd factored transformed the, in the... they factored Pokemon Go into their um, like earnings projections for the quarter yeah. so it wasn't like they were suddenly getting a massive spike in profits that no one was expecting so I think it's a massive surprise that their, their stock price went down but still if you'd been a bit if you'd been on the ball and uh, got a bit of Nintendo stock you're probably uh, quite pleased with yourself um, yeah. But, yeah so that's that's the Pokemon so I don't really care anymore about it um but on that subject, in um, in other dumb Brexit news, um, what what would you like to imagine is the most unlikely consequence of Brexit? Uh, Theresa May nude calendar twenty seventeen. Close, but no cigar. Mm. In actual fact: the government is apparently about to issue buzzard shooting licenses because yeah. of Brexit. Well, again, like time. I presume about to is somewhat tempered by the fact that we haven't actually left the European Union yet. No, we have. We, we voted, mate. It never mattered. You missed it. Well, I mean, it kind of matters in that it would not be legal for them to do it. Can't stop me. until we have actually left. Well, no, apparently Natural England has issued the licence. Right. So, then it was nothing to do with Brexit. Yeah. They could have well, maybe they well. just realised that suddenly... Um, all the buzzards are going to have to go home, so it's time to shoot them. Campaigners fear post-Brexit bonfire of laws that protect endangered species, again, that we can't do. So, like, this, yeah, it's nothing to do with Brexit at all. No, oh, I know, it's completely stupid, but it was an entertaining headline and we talked about Brexit earlier. What's uh, what's a buzzard look like? Are uh, they big or are they small? Uh, they're fairly big. They're, they're like sort of small. I think they're... they're like I don't know how big they are. Let's see, um, buzzard size, uh, forty-eight to sixty inches wingspan, twenty inches long. So why would I want a license to shoot a buzzard as opposed to any other kind of bird? Uh, I believe because they are doing the murdering of pheasants. Oh, I see. So you want to shoot the buzzards so, so the, they don't kill the pheasants, so you can shoot the pheasants. Yes, precisely. Mm, that makes sense. Otherwise, the buzzers eat the pheasants, and you don't get to shoot anything. But you could uh, shoot a buzzard while it was flying off with a pheasant and get two two for one. I believe that's worth bonus points. It's literally killing two birds with one stone if a stone is a bullet, or you modify your gun to fire stones. I mean, you'd have to, really. Otherwise, you'd be in violation of the law. Yeah. You just cram whatever you want in a shotgun, and it'll go bang and propel it quite fast. Yeah. I mean, technically, that's true. Mm. So when are we going to go buzzard hunting? Um, well, when I can be asked, which I'm I'm fairly certain is going to be some considerable time in the future. Yeah. Is uh, is buzzards that much of a problem? I, I don't know if I've ever seen a buzzard. Um, I mean, I yeah, but I don't think I like I don't see a lot of pheasants living in Birmingham. So, no. I imagine if the buzzards are eating the pheasants, they're probably hanging out where the pheasants are. Hmm. Well, I've seen a pheasant. I didn't see a buzzard. Oh well, then it's obviously bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Mm. 
Oh yes, that was a random Brexit aside. Um, in good news, it's uh, the common buzzard's name is Butio Butio. So, so presumably, it... Subutio is sort of a small buzzard. Yes, got there first. Makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Sorry, Dad, you were saying. Uh, yes, so in um, finally some actual, well, good but extremely skeevy news. Um, someone is planning to open a coffee and fellatio bar in London. Okay. It's, uh, I think, the latest incarnation of the hipster trend in that uh, who doesn't love coffee and blowjobs? But, uh, well, yeah, but I'm not, I mean, uh, is that a particularly hipstery thing? Like, have we had, like, artisanal blowjob cafes previously and this is, the like, a mainstream one? Open up the article and look at the man who has created it. And tell me he is not a hipster. Uh, he's he's clean-shaven. No, I don't think he's, he is, really. He's yeah. wearing, Short hair. I mean, he looks like a bit of a prick, but... Oh, yeah, complete complete knob jockey, but... Um, yeah, he's not hipster Knob jockey rather than hipster. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, he's just... He's, he's clearly a bloke standing there with a cup of coffee um, while a prostitute eyes him up. So who who gives the suck jobs? And uh, the... Prostitutes. Mm. Sorry, yeah. escorts. Is that not illegal? Um, well, no, it's kind of weird. Like, prostitution is legal, but yeah. solicitation is not, and neither is running a brothel. Well, but this is clearly a brothel. Well, no, it's a coffee shop. Yeah. Right, but this is also clearly a brothel. No, it's like, you know, um, if you have, like, a coffee shop in a, a bookstore, it doesn't make it a coffee shop. It makes it a bookstore. It just happens to have a coffee shop. This is a coffee shop that just happens to have prostitutes in it. Right, okay, so it's got a branch of, like, um, a knocking shop just upstairs. Yeah. Like, Waterstones has costers. Exactly. You don't go and do it upstairs. You get your blowjob in the coffee shop. What, at the table? Apparently so. Well, this is never going to be allowed, surely. Well, I mean, how... Who is this man, and why why does he want publicity? Do the tables at least have, like, some kind of privacy curtain? Or do you just have... Are we back to just getting your cock and balls out in public. Yeah, Stan's not... Dan, oh, no, as long as you don't get your nipples out, Dan's yeah. fine. Uh, so there will be... Apparently there will be booths for shy people, um, <laughs> but apparently... Oh, in Switzerland... I don't know why Switzerland's come up. I must have missed something there. Oh, because the first fellatio cafe will open in Geneva, where, like, all of it's legal. Apparently in Switzerland you're not allowed booths, presumably because there was, like, more than, more than a bit of sucking going on. Um... But they are talking with the police to fix that so that people who are shy can be sucked off in a booth. So why are you only allowed to get sucked off and not allowed to have a shag? Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't say that explicitly. railing someone in the middle um, of whereas you could just about get a discreet blowjob. Okay, suppose... so the good news is that the waitresses will serve coffee and the sex workers are only going to touch the client's genitalia. In the obvious joke, it's probably better than the other way round. Well, well, I'm just—I don't really care who does what. I just don't really want the woman who's just been touching someone's cock to make me a coffee. No. Yeah, I don't really want uh, somebody who's just been touching coffee to touch my cock because their hands could be hot. That's true. Um, so uh, let's see. There are going to be so... a considerable amount of um, scalded penises, aren't there? <laughs> I love this. So it's 50 quid is your basic coffee and blowjob. Yeah. Um, but if you take over 15 minutes, then it's an extra £10. Okay, so you sort of need to start yourself off on before you go in just to be on the safe side, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. I mean, 
I suppose if people really want to go and pay 50 quid for a blowjob, then a coffee shop is probably preferable to... Oh, and you get coffee. ...some drug dealer's flat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I suppose I do sometimes find myself at a loose end in London and I go and sit in a coffee shop and check my emails, so... Yeah. Uh, you see, now, they, they apparently they Having... are considering uh, providing a service for women as well, but it's not planned at the moment. Well, that's very sexist, isn't it? Well, and also, they're not catering for gay men. Um, does it, well, does it say specifically it's uh, women doing the sucking? Yeah. So, well, you can't do that. You can't only hire women for a job. That's um, discrimination, isn't it? Well, no, exactly. They're self-employed. Oh, I see. Oh, so they're independent contractors. Yeah. yeah. But then there's no regulation. No. Well, Who's going to make sure their training is all up to date? I suppose it'd be like Uber, you can give him a rating at the end of it. Yeah. You probably can. He looks like the kind of person that would absolutely do that. So is... Would they, like Uber, rate you as a customer, though? Oh, you'd have to have a good old wash before you went in, otherwise you'd lose your five-star rating, wouldn't you? You would. Mm. This is actually a, a slightly effective model of prostitution. Mm. I'm not sure that most people using prostitutes really want to be rated. Yeah, yeah no, that's probably... Yeah, but they probably do want to rate the girl. Yeah, but, like, that's like going to a hotel and you rate the hotel and then the hotel rates you as a guest. I think we should... Well, it's much, much worse. Yes, but, I mean, <laughs> it's it's that same concept. Of, like, it's, it shouldn't always be a two-way thing. Mm. Like, sometimes you should just rate... The service. The amount of people who are willing to, you know, blackmail you over leaving a stupid Yelp review or um, what have you. I think it would be much better if the hospital could, if, not hospital, um, hotel could uh, rate you right back. Yeah. You know, you get a car. Home. Yeah, but how shit would it be if, like, the hotel's malicious gives you, a, like, a one-star review, and then the next time you're trying to book a hotel somewhere, they say, no, sorry, we're not going to take your booking because you've got a one-star Yelp review. In order to get a one-star Yelp review, you'd probably have to do something like smear shit over the inside of the hotel wall. Well, yeah, but that was that hotel, not the hotel I'm staying in next week. But they're going to shit on their walls. That's probably just what you do. Well, yeah, and thus hotels should be entitled not to take your booking because of the shit smearing over the wall. Yeah, you should be able to get blacklisted from staying in hotels. I mean, I'm sure you can. Well, probably. I'm not sure that you can. I'm pretty sure that if you uh, went and smeared shit all over a hotel's walls, they would blacklist you from that. But only within the chain. Yeah, but I mean, you know, also word may well get around if that's the sort of thing that you get up to. Do they have like a pub watch for hotels for people? I mean, I imagine so. Or it could be like the 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 casino thing where they have like facial recognition as you walk in, and like a big alert Mm. comes up saying, "Warning: This man shit on the walls." Yeah, and it's all uh, it's all. The slippery slope of too much technology, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm standing by this. I think uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. We should we should get rated by um, the public service, the you know public companies and public services that we use. But then you're going to get a load of people who aren't ever allowed in shops or cinemas, yes. and well, that yeah, that's great. But then what are they going to do instead? They're going to come around your house, mate. Oh shit! And they're going to shit on your walls. Surely it's better to have that done in a hotel where um, you don't have to see it. Well, that is a compelling argument. Yeah. It's not your problem, then. No, that's true. Hmm. Well, 
let's move away from um, disgusting sex acts and try and keep this podcast a little bit cleaner than last week. Uh, did anyone see the Robot Wars that we talked about and then forgot to talk about last no, week? No, I have not watched either episode, though I have legally acquired both of them to watch at a later date. It is very excellent. Oh, good. It, seems, watch I, it is a lot better than I remember Robot Wars being, but I think, I mean, it wasn't bad, but I don't remember enjoying it as much as I have enjoyed these two episodes. I've seen one thing that really made, actually genuinely made me laugh, which was um, one of the robots had a present on top. And so the, the other robot was one of these try-hard ones with the spinning disc, which I seem to remember was like the, the be-all and end-all of being a good robot. And mm. he drove his spinning disc into the robot with the present on top. And the present exploded and threw a net on the spinning disc, which then gummed it up and broke it. I nice. Bloody amazing. I didn't see that. Maybe that's... Where did you see that? I think it was in a random promo. All right, maybe that's coming soon. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, it is. It's good. Um, the worst thing about Robot Wars, though, and it always was, and it still is, is that the drivers are complete dog shit. <laughs> they spend hours and hours and months and months building an amazing robot, mm. um, very you know technically astute, doing all of that stuff, and then they just like get a dickhead to drive it, and he drives it into the fucking pit. It's uh, that's that's the weak link. Are you abusing a cat? No, it's, I've just got a very whingy cat. No. Best than the whingy baby. I mean, marginally. I'm just going to let it out of the room. So, yeah, if uh, if I would change something about Robot Wars, it would be learn to fucking drive them, you knobheads. Do you need something like the Robot Wars Stig? Mm. Someone who's going to be actually quite good at driving it to see what it's actually capable of. Yeah, you should be able to go for like a um, a benchmark test. Yeah, yeah. I uh, like the idea of um, the house robots becoming more involved and having a battle amongst themselves because they they must cost like ten times the amount of a normal robot and are driven by not just divs. Mm. So I'd like to see that happen. But uh, I don't know. Since I'm the only one who's seen it, it's, uh, we've kind of gone down a bit of a dead end yeah. road here, haven't we? Yeah, I'm well, going to um, gaffer tape a cricket bat to a rumba, and I'm going to win robots next year. Uh, someone has actually done that. They uh, they bought two rumbas. Hmm. Uh, they strapped a knife to the front and a balloon to the back, and then tried to see which rumba could um, burst the balloon on the back of the other one first. Right. That's very pointless. Yes, but... Um, I mean, fun, but you might as well just bet on two raindrops going down a window. Yeah, but that wouldn't have vicious rumba-to-rumba rumba combat, would it? Well, yeah, but then surely they should have um, hacked the firmware and programmed in some aggression and stuff. Yeah, I don't really know how to do that, though, so... Um, yeah. mm. Adam, can you reprogram a rumba? Uh, what, personally? Yeah. Uh, I haven't tried, but yeah, probably. Okay, if you could get on that for next week, that'd be great. Okay, yeah. I have I have disposed of the cat. Okay, with a uh, did you gaffer tape anything to it and send it into the Robot Wars arena? Uh, no, I took it downstairs and gave it food to stop it whinging at me. It's yeah. Not quite as exciting. No, uh, but otherwise he would have sat there going meow, 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 
for like the next 20 minutes. So anyway, my verdict on Robot Wars is two stars. Excellent. I shall watch it immediately after this podcast because it looks like fun. Yes. Brilliant. Uh, right, so any other business, gentlemen? Oh, uh, exciting news. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if I've told you the first part, but I will tell you both parts in case, just in case. Um, you know Dragon Soup? Yes. yes. There is a new flavour available in one stop. Yes, I've seen your tweets about it. Yeah, passion fruit and something, okay. I don't know, mango or something, maybe. Right. Uh, but it's purple and orange, and it looks wonderful. And it is on offer at the moment for £2.79 a tin. Wow. So uh, when you come up in a couple of weeks, that's what we'll be drinking on the train to Leeds. Excellent. Fantastic. And then we will be completely fucked up by the time we get there, and we'll have to come home. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's good to me. Any other other business? Oh, I got nothing. Cool. Uh, well, that's probably it then, isn't it? Probably is. Magic. Better go watch Robot Wars. Yes, you should. Mm. Not right now. I'm going to go and do a shit on a hotel wall. Good for you. Be glad they're not rating you. Get us all out of your system before they inevitably start doing it. Too right. Literally and metaphorically. Fucking Brexit, making them rate my shitting abilities. Yep. Uh, right. You are ostensibly supposed to be managing this episode, Daniel. You are the project manager, remember? I've literally forgotten how to sign off. Oh my god, that means we're going to be here forever. <laughs> it does. Um, okay, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, I was your negligent and falling host, Daniel, uh, and I was rescued from certain doom by Graham. Hello. And Adam. Um, thank you for listening, and we will see you all next week-ish, probably. Bye. 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 I admire your optimism that everyone's going to come back after listening to this.